eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus, at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. No days off. No days off. No days off. No days off. This is the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right. Good to be with you. All right. This yeah, microphone great. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. Oh, Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. This is a uh, Jaguars week, but I don't know if we'll be talking a lot about the Jaguars. The Patriots opponent will be a lot of uh, big picture stuff and some uh, playoff preview stuff. Even on the radio, what, this is your fourth day. How, much, how many times have you uh, mentioned the Jaguars and breaking down the game? Uh, zero, I would say. I mean, unless you're talking about Josh McDaniel and the Jaguars or Mac Jones, Trevor Lawrence, QB comparisons, blah, blah, blah. No, the actual game is irrelevant. But I would say they sure as hell better take care of their business. Like, if they don't do what they're supposed to do, which is win the game, control the game, be the better team, all of that, the questions about failure, December, fading down the stretch not just rookie wall, but team wall, whatever's going on, start slow, you know, flat, all these, all these critiques we've heard both internally from them and then externally from guys like Rodney Harrison and us. And like, those are only going to grow louder. And oh, by the way, now you're really, now you'll probably be in a dogfight to, to make the playoffs potentially. Like if you lose this and then all of a sudden you could lose four straight to close out the season. Yeah, that's, that's not, but I don't, I don't really expect that to happen, but guess what? I bet the Bills didn't expect to lose 9-6 to the Jags. Yeah, I think the uh, I saw a tweet from one of the PFF guys saying that uh, Bill Belichick has the same number of wins over playoff teams than Urban Meyer. So Felt like a shot. <laughs> certainly was, but um, it, it's the reality. I mean, I'm not saying that they have a chance to lose or the Patriots, you know, are really not even close to as good as they, they are, but that's the reality. I mean, the Jaguars have two good wins this year, and, any given Sunday. So okay, so the Patriots weren't as good as PFF saying they were four of the five Super Bowls have the Patriots, blah, blah, blah. Mac Jones probably wasn't as good as he was being built up to be. Oh. Um, and we talked about it like he's good. 
And at one point, his numbers were starting to really back up kind of the rookie narrative. His not like I think his rating got up to 12 maybe in the league. And like mm-hmm. he started to be a top 10 quarterback almost across the board. But was that sustainable? Was it? I mean, there's there's reasons of bad defenses. Yeah, there was plenty of circumstantial, but also I thought um, this is weird because I've never loved this guy's analysis, and I probably shouldn't say that. It's not Brian Barrett's buddy, but uh, Sean Salisbury. I was never a huge fan of his analysis. Uh, um, right there with you. But he said the other day, like, he kind of had the opposite view of that narrative a couple of weeks ago that Mac landed in the perfect spot and everything's perfect, blah, blah, blah. And he did. Like, coaching-wise, the stable organization he did, but then – Salisbury was like, look at it from the other way. The pressure he's facing of he's in a playoff race. He's in the Northeast playing in the cold when he's never played in the cold before. He's a one-year starter in college who's now playing the longest season of his career. He didn't really face adversity in college. He he played from ahead. He won all the games. He had the best talent. In the game, yeah. You could say he faced adversity with, like, competing and winning the job. But, yeah. Right, you're but right. I'm saying, like, losing. Right. Like, losing games and, yeah. you know – week after week, not being the better team and not starting right. fast. And then he really emphasized, and it, we've talked about, they don't have any weapons. Like he has the least weapons of any playoff caliber quarterback. Every other playoff caliber quarterback has a pro bowl caliber, something with him, whether it's a running back, a receiver, a lot of them have a running back and a receiver. And that's, that's the great ones like Aaron Rodgers. That's the, the mediocre ones like Carson Wentz. Wentz's running back is an MVP candidate. And his wide receiver is better than anything you have. That's just the reality. And he has, so when you look at it, he legitimately, and I keep saying this, but he legitimately has to do the Tom Brady, his favorite receiver is the open receiver. Like he can't say, as Shaq Mason would say, it's nut cutting time. I'm just throwing to this guy because he's better. He doesn't know that his guy's better on a play-to-play matchup. Mm -hmm. None of his guys are necessarily better. And I would even argue, like you lose James White. Like, you don't even have that safety, like, oh, it's third and six. I can throw it three yards, and James will get the other three or four. Yeah. We'll be Because if you do it to Bolden, there's no guarantee he gets the other three or four. Um, so I do think that's a little different spin of the spot. And again, big picture, he's in the best spot. Bill Belichick, New England. But right now in the month of December of his rookie season, there's a lot that's hitting the fan in his world. And – We'll see how he reacts to it. You know, I I thought last week was not only his worst game, but I thought he looked the most skittish or or stressed under duress. Yeah, yeah, and and some of that's what we're talking about. I didn't think the line was great. I think there was some pressure on him, but then the pressure got to him even more, maybe than it should have. Um, So I do think for Mac, you know, this may or may not be his hometown team. I don't know what the Jaguars are because, quote, he used to root for everybody was on the field when he watched them. Another example, he can't give a, I just almost swore again, a freaking answer to a simple question. You, now, I've also heard rumblings that he wasn't actually a Jags fan. He was more of a Dolphins fan growing up. Um, but that aside, this is a feel-good, get-right game for Mac, for the team. I do think they need to throw the football. I don't know if, even though they're, they get Stevenson back off COVID, so they have Harrison Stevenson, even though, you, you know, you probably can run the ball. That's your strength. Even if you run it well, I think you, you should throw it. Cause I think you need to get Mac going, get the mm-hmm. passing game going, right? Like you don't want to go into the postseason with like a month straight of, huh, can we throw the ball if we need to? Right. I don't think that's good. Uh, yeah. I, 
I think this game reminds me of the Jets game, the second Jets meeting. Like, not much good can come from it. Like, you can't really win. Like, even if you, you know, win by 14 points, you should have won by more. Like, right. But that's okay. I mean, that, that's the reality of the Jaguars aren't very good. You can't really show anything. But it's kind of like what you said, like to build on things to get going for the playoffs. And I would say the run defense, that needs to be a thing that gets in the right direction, turns things around. They're coming off a couple of bad performances. The pass defense, the defense as a whole, I thought that was their worst game of the season against the Bills. Um, so it, it's individual units getting things right and feeling them feeling better going into you can probably label the Miami game the start of the playoffs. That's their their first playoff. Yeah, and it, like J.C. Jackson can't drop a pick. Like this needs to be like the Chargers game where Phillips had the the two picks, a pick mm-hmm. six, and there you almost this needs to be a snowball game where it snowballs positive and snowballs negative against the Jags, and they'll give you opportunities. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has turned it over. He's thrown whatever one touchdown pass in two yeah. months. His stat line is. If you look at his game log, yeah, he's bad. He like, but, but I don't. Think it's like zero, 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 three, one, three. Like, yeah, no, it, it hasn't been good. Um, now I still think he's going to be a good NFL quarterback. I still would trade Mac for him in a heartbeat. Um, I think he stinks. Um, I thought he stunk at Clemson. I thought he stink. He was overrated. What? Clemson. What? You thought he stunk at Clemson? I thought he was overrated. I like. I just the whole like. I don't know. I didn't think he was as good as the hype was. He instinct, sorry, overreacted. I just, I just didn't think he was. Uh, he, he was more of a college quarterback. I couldn't see him translating to the to the pro game. Oh, I can, and I act. That's one of the things I actually like about him because I think he has a little bit of the the read option, can run a little bit ability. It's he's not a Lamar Jackson. He's not a even a Josh Allen but has the ability to be the, whatever he is, six foot six pocket passer who can throw the football. Um, I still think he can be great. I think he can still be a top 10 type quarterback, maybe higher than that. Um, and you can't disregard the absolute poop show that went on around him. No, I, I, I give him a, a complete pass for that. I, okay. So I just, but, I, don't know. I, I would probably take Mac over him. That's interesting. Um, and some people would, I know that's, I mean, it's easier right now to say that because Mac has been more productive at the NFL level and the same argument, like Mac should get better, give, give him a number one receiver or a number one tight end or a playmaker. He'll get better. Oh, year two jump. He'll get better. Like all of those things, Mac should, even if Trevor Lawrence gets better, yep. Mac should get better too and still should stay for a while ahead of him in the progression. Um, but I just, I think people are throwing a little bit of kind of like the chiefs early in the year. I think they're taking Trevor Lawrence's small sample performance and throwing some dirt on their grave. And I think he's still well, I thought be a good back player. in college. So I can stand, I can stand tall with my argument. Yeah. That makes the take even worse <laughs> in some sense. <laughs> You've thought he stunk since he was dominant. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, yes. bigger picture with the, the Patriots and the team, like I wrote about it on earlier in the week. Like the seven game win streak, that was I not the worst thing that could have happened to him, but it's changed narratives around here. And now all of a sudden, making the playoffs and, and Mac Jones's rookie season is now almost being considered a failure by not being like the number one seed. Absolutely ridiculous. You're right. It did. And that's that's what we do in all like we get caught up like expectations and, and you know, building people up to tear them down with their players or teams. They had a nice winning streak. I even heard somebody, oh, Steve Peralt yesterday with Rob on the morning show 
said, you know, was talking about the Chargers upset loss to the Texans. He's like, that's not really that big of an upset. The Chargers aren't good. And I'm like, well, if the Chargers aren't good, what's the Patriots best win of the season? Like you're removing their best win of the season was at LA beating the Chargers. So like, I still give them credit for that win streak, a win at LA, like the way they're built with a rookie quarterback. I think stringing together seven wins is impressive. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm a little bit contradictory because I think the Dolphins have the lamest seven-game winning streak in the history of sports with how they've played and the teams they've beaten. Um, So I I guess I'm a little contradictory there, but it did. It created – nothing could have been worse than they were the number one seed and they were the Super Bowl favorite or whatever. All those those stupid computer projections. That that just – it was so unfair to them in in really – a certain way and it also hurt too and i know this is minor but like they had the extra game than everybody else in the conference for the longest time in the season so they always had more wins than everybody else like right it's minor but like it just they were always at the top just because of that extra game so that kind of mounted them a little bit higher than they really were and they they were playing teams without their oh, players that oh, whole thing about it. they had that that winning streak you every single week it was somebody you know what it reminds me of? I'm going to take a personal experience here and translate a little story. Andy Hart was a freshman shot putter in high school who threw, I think it was like 35 feet, which was good because you're supposed to get five feet better every year. So if you get better from 35, you go to 40, 45 and 50. Now you're like a state level shot putter. Pretty sure I only threw like 38 feet as a scene. Like I never got any better, but it's set up. And I want to know, I have a plaque that was like outstanding freshman shot putter. And I'm like, I wasn't good. <laughs> like, did I do what, you think is good and like should project to X. That's what the Patriots did in the middle of the year. They projected. If you take that seven, Oh, see what they can do in the play. No, yeah. no, no. Cause then when they actually played real teams or, you know, the going got a little tough and they didn't play games on their terms, they kind of fell on their face. Now I haven't changed anything. It's been a good year. A they've entertained me. I told you in week one, entertain me. Don't give me Cam Newton football. Give me an entertaining yeah. season. Check develop a quarterback. Check compete for a playoff spot. Check. I still think they're going to make the playoffs. So yeah. double check. Like this season is a success before you do anything yes. in January, basically. Yes. Right. And coming off of what the year was the last two years and what you're moving into, this was, if you said to Patriots fans going into week 17, you would have a, still have a chance at the AFCs and our 96% chance of making the playoffs. They would have signed up for it a hundred times out of a hundred. The only thing that changes that, is I have seen the last couple of weeks on Twitter and different people, a, um, I'm looking at a computer screen with young Mac Jones staring at me. Uh, I, I've seen a reevaluation that uh, maybe Mac's not as good as I thought he was. Maybe he's not going to be as good an NFL quarterback, a top, whatever your high end was, five, eight, 10 quarterback. Now that changes things a little bit. Cause you know, my column that was uh, mildly controversial when I said Bill Belichick's rebuild is more impressive. Like that was based on Mac being, your franchise QB. Now, like I did radio with Ben Bolin this week. He's not sure Mac gets a second contract that Bill's going to invest in Mac. Well, let's, let's relax here. as he finish his first year. Well, Ben also had a ridiculous, like, I don't think Bill wants to pay somebody. He'd rather just find a new quarterback every four or five years. And I'm like, you make it sound easy. It's not easy. Like no. we live, we lived through the crap year of Cam Newton. Some teams lived through the crap year for a decade, trying to find a quarterback year to year. So that's an- that's ridiculous. We're really making that decision right now. What if he goes out and makes a Pro Bowl four straight years? 
Hey, it's what we do. It's what we do. We think ahead. I get it. I get it. Um, but if if you have reevaluated Max upside, like say you think suddenly he can't play in the cold, like that's a real thing. Okay. Well, that would be a problem in New England. If it's if that's legitimately a thing, he can't be accurate in December and January. Well, you can't be my quarterback. I you go sure. play somewhere, go play to a dome or you know, join the the Colts or the, go to LA, go to wherever. Um, but I haven't done that yet. I still think, and I get back to the Salisbury thing. I'd like to see Mac with good weapons. Like I was just gonna say that. So, like the, the receiving core is uh, we haven't done it out, but it's definitely in the bottom third in the league. Well, even even forget where it is overall. You, I said, and somebody got mad at me on the text line. Oh, you know, um, there's nobody you can vote for as a Pro Bowler with with good contracts. I heard I heard you say this. It's it's 100 true. And somebody said Hunter Henry's a Pro Bowler. No, he's not. He's a good solid tight end who but catches the a, ball. He's like a top eight tight end. Right. So until you give Mac Pro Bowl talent, and I also. And, I think it was Volan said they have a bunch of number two receivers. They don't even have that. I let it go because if you pick a, apart everything that Ben Volan says that's wrong, you're going to have a long show of picking apart Ben Volan's wrongness. He also said, all they got to do is go get a 6'8 elite left tackle. And I said, how are you getting that? He's like, ah, oh, you can get one. You draft. I go, so you those guys either get drafted in the top 10 picks of the draft you or you pay them You did draft one. Isaiah Wynn. No, I, well, but he's not 6'8. It's a, like he thinks that's move win in, get a traditional like, long time and those guys are planet players like that's what parcells calls it there's only so many men on the planet that fill that they're very expensive in some form or fashion you have to overpay to get those guys um but what were we talking about oh oh like so no pro bowlers so you could argue can i argue this before i argue it i want to see if i can actually argue this Mm, no is mac the closest offensive skill player to a pro bowler no Harris who Harris or Henry that's what I was going to say Harris okay but it's close it's it's, it's not by much it's close right okay so that's the point until he has somebody to lean on and I keep saying it take a page out of the Bills plan to develop Josh Allen some of it was Brian Dable but a chunk of it was let's get Stefan Diggs and get him a guy that when the the poop is hitting the fan he can throw to and Mac doesn't have that so I have not read it's the same thing. I haven't reassessed the Patriots. I still think they could win a playoff game. I never thought they could win the Super Bowl, so I don't have to step back from that. I never really thought they were an AFC title team. I thought they were a divisional round caliber kind of line. Uh, of there, for a week there, you, you said they had a good chance of making the AFC title game. Yeah, and losing, em- embarrassingly. So now I think that – see, now the only problem is what I have reassessed because I'm reactionary and I've fallen madly in love with Joe Burrow again like I did at LSU. Now, because right now I believe – correct me if I'm wrong – Patriots Bengals is the the placeholder matchup right now. Yeah, as of now, yep. I think you could get embarrassed by the Bengals. Absolutely, right off because I think Zach Taylor Zach Taylor is a bum. He would he would crap his pants seeing Bill Belichick on the other side of the field in the playoff game. You know what sometimes prevents coaches from crapping their pants? The players, talent. And when you look at an offense, what, what what's the field Yates stats? First team ever with a four thousand yard passer, two thousand yard receivers, and a thousand yard back that are all under the age of twenty five. Talent wins in the postseason. And you know what else wins? Cocky SOBs like Joe Burrow. I like him. I like the way he handled himself in that little rivalry feud with Wink Martindale and John mm-hmm. Harbaugh and the freaking Ravens. Um, and and just on a superficial level. So the Bills had two receivers, one of which was a call-up from their inactive list named Isaiah McKenzie. 
and they threw for 300. He had 11 catches for a buck 25. What do you think Joe Burrow could do with three elite or high end receivers that he's used to playing with at all times? You think they would find Miles Bryant? Um, more likely than not. And and does Bill have an answer? Because he didn't in the the Bills game. He had nothing to turn um, to. He could rescind. He could rescind that Stephon Gilmore trade and have Gilmore come back. Well, yeah. In light of that, uh, yes. other than that, yes. Your your points fell. He has, they have they have no answers. Or other than maybe they try to sell me that I know two weeks in a row, Jawan Williams has been inactive. Maybe like matchup wise, he would match up with the Bengals and we can give him a shot, whatever. Or Sean Wade, who is another one of Bill's many, many. Well, Bill needs to stop making trades in late August. They feel like they don't pay off anymore. They feel like they just. Your Durant trade didn't really pay off. He might as well just put a draft pick on the floor and urinate on it because that's what he's doing. Like he just gives them away. Um, but yeah, so other than the fact that, yeah, I do open the door to get blown out by the Bengals or somebody, I also leave the door open for what you said. They're the better coach team. They're prepared. The Bengals turn it over, you know, throw it to J.C. Jackson once or whatever, and the Patriots win a playoff game against anybody. I would – I'm picking against them. As of right now, I'm picking against the Patriots in the first playoff game, but they will not stun me if they upset the Colts, the Bills, the Bengals, the Titans. Like, it, they're, they're, those would not be – uh, insurmountable. All They're right in line with the rest of the the, the conference. They could yes. beat anybody in a given week, but they could also and very I, easily lose to anybody. And, and didn't you mock me when I said one to seven can win in the playoffs in the AFC? I think you made fun of me. Uh, yeah, maybe, probably. And I still believe that. I think the uh, seven seed could easily go. Oh, on you're run. talking get yeah. We had the getting the Super Bowl. Yeah, I still don't buy it. I think it's 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 basically three teams. I think the, the Titans, the Chiefs, and uh, the Bills. I think it's maybe two teams, but I really think it's one teams to lose. It's the it's the Chiefs. It's where we started. We took a long serpentine road to get here, but it's that's where you started, right? And really, for you, if you think the Bills are in it, same thing. The Bills were the second best team to start the year. They were the team right. most likely to have a shot against the, the Chiefs. You're in the same spot, but I and one of the things that I think. I often say, like, these teams aren't good enough in my mind to see them winning three weeks in a row against decent teams. Yeah. But if you get lucky there, and, like, so the other team is flawed too. Mm-hmm. So no matter who who plays, I'm going to think either team could fall on their face and play like their crappy selves. Correct. So if you get – I keep going back to these old – what are those called? Punit squares or whatever? Like the – when you do genetics in, like, ninth grade biology – and you no have idea. A I, was, I wasn't good in biology you don't remember the big h and the little h and it's a square and you multiply and you end up dominant and recessive genes no i think that's the postseason playoff picture now you, it's lost on you some yeah. people listening are like that's a good point andy now not you necessarily but some <laughs> people listening that's the afc playoff picture it's the old square with the dominant and recessive genes and if you line them up properly you could go on a run a because you play a little bit better but more importantly the other team. Well, do you have more faith in another team doing that than the Patriots? Because they haven't shown that against quality competition. Other teams, you can find stretches where they have. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I mean, yeah, it's fair. I, I, I can't argue against that, but I also don't rule it out for the Patriots. And I also get back to the Patriots have been so close. Whether they played well against tight, um, Bucks and Cowboys – or whether they played terrible against the Colts and Bills, they still could have won all four of those games, right? You could say they could have won every single game they played in this season, with the exception of probably the Saints. 
So therefore, with a smidge of luck, good fortune, bounce of ball, whatever, they could win in the playoffs one week in a row, two week in a, like. Mm-hmm. Now, again, I won't be picking it because I also think they can fall on their face. And you can't, in the playoffs, I also think, if you do what you did in Indy and against Buff, like, let them play from it. I think it's even harder to dig out of in the postseason. Totally it's like, it's a bigger shoe to the nuts. Like it, right, without, of, it, it, with the rookie quarterback. Cause we've seen Mahomes yeah. do it the last like five postseason games. Yeah, yeah, no, no, but I'm saying like these Patriots, if they do what they did in Indy or do what they did against Buffalo, I don't, I think it just snowballs positive for the, the team ahead yeah. and the, the realization on the Patriots side will snowball for the negative. And yeah, I, I don't think that'll happen. Like that will still surprise. Will you, would you be surprised if that happens? If, if they play their first playoff game and yes. it's like three and out ugly special teams play, like yes, if it's, so it, would, ugly- it would be very surprising. I would expect, I would, like you said, I'm picking, I would be picking against them too, but I would, if the spread was like the Patriots plus seven and a half, I would take the Patriots. But should it be surprising? Like they've done it in December they did it at times in September and early October. Should we be surprised if they do it in January? I just, I think Belichick and the coaching staff wouldn't allow it to happen. Well, how come he's allowed it to happen so many times? Coach players, the players messed up. So they'll have the coach. Oh, now it's the players fault. Love the coach <laughs> so when, they win, when they win, it's Bill's the genius and Bill's great. When they lose, it's the players fault. Boy, does he have it good in this town. Sure does. Sure does. All right. Pick, pick the game. Uh, I'm going to go conservative because I don't know if I can um, just pick a – what was the Jets score? 50 – did they score 54, 53, 50? Yes, they, it was It was up there. I'm not ready to go there with this team right now. Um, I'm going to say 28-10 Patriots. The Jets was 54-13. to 13. You're not going there? Yeah, I'm not willing to put up uh, a 50-burger right now, even against the Jags or – and maybe it'll all come perfect. Maybe the the pains of the last two weeks will turn into triumphs of this week. But I just think they're the better team. They're the better coach team. They have more to play for. They need a bounce back game. They're at all the factors. They'll control this game. The question won't be the score. It'll be how do we feel they played? How do we feel like what they accomplished? And I think we're not going to get the dramatic ass whooping that would be all's right in Patriot Nation. But we're also not going to get the loss or the, like the two point win that would be like, Holy crap, the sky is falling. We're going to get in the middle somewhere. Yeah. I think this is going to be similar to the Falcons game, like where they control the game, yep. the entire game, but don't blow them out. And even that yep. score was, wasn't as like, it was they score all those points in the fourth quarter. It was 25, right. nothing. So I'm going with like 27 to seven, something like that. So we're similar. We're similar yeah. in the, like they're going to control the game. Like there's not going to be any doubt, but it's not going to be like you said, the Jets game where everything they score 50 points and they got three turnovers and maybe a pick six and everyone's like, Oh, the last two weeks, it was nothing. It was, it was because Chris Curtis thinks there was uncharacteristic mistakes the last two games. And, and he wants to see the Patriots play to their potential. Well, no, like you're asking about the bills, the Colts, maybe, but when you give up seven out of seven drives to the red zone and go one for 10 on third down, that's not uncharacteristic mistakes. That's just getting beat. Right. You got your ass kicked. Um, real quick before we wrap this up, because I do have radio in eight minutes. Um, we didn't mention COVID, any like concerns with COVID. I know Brian Hoyer is the latest name on the list, but you also have Matthew Judon, Juwan Bentley. I think everybody's assuming 
Bentley and Judon are going to play, but it's not guaranteed just because the five day rule, like there's still a chance. They could have have symptoms and can't play. Yeah. So like, are we just ignoring that? Cause we really have no knowledge or even them. Is that how we treat that? Like you can't even, it, you can't assess COVID until Sunday at like noon. Kind of. And also it's like, I think you could have the pieces to replace them against Jacksonville. You know what I mean? Yeah. But that would cut into the feel good bounce back game. If suddenly chase Winovich is playing instead of Matt. What are you talking about? He, he's played a lot of defensive snaps the last couple weeks. He stinks. He's played zero defensive snaps in two straight games. He stinks. Even when he plays, he stinks. I don't care. And Judon has actually kind of stunk recently too, yeah, he's, but he's gone downhill. I'd feel much better with him on the field, but I also have the question. Um, how are they, how are they um, coming to grips or rationalizing with, you no longer have to practice to play like born. You didn't practice, but you'll play Judon. I'm assuming you could miss all the practices. And then Saturday, if you get cleared, whatever Sunday you'll play probably Bentley, same situation. It's got to be a little annoying to Bill, oh, even though I'm oh, sure he absolutely. You know he's Mister Control. What you can control, I can't control that. Like what's he yeah. supposed? To, like even back in the Carolina game when J.C. Jackson to play, like, was supposed to say, "Up, oh, J.C., you didn't practice this week. I can't. I, you can't play this week." And we're gonna go with uh, Juwan Williams and Jalen Mills. Right. I mean, you know. so it's gonna be frustrating to the position coaches, Steve Belichick, Bill Belichick, but it's also, I guess, the reality. And you'd much rather have your best players on the field than have them on the practice yeah, field. He, he seemed fed up with COVID uh, when he talked on Wednesday, Bill. Yeah. Well, I, I think he, like the rest of the world, is in that same boat. I listened to Mike Milbury this morning talking about it and like flippantly saying, you know, whatever this is, like a, a, a week cold or something I, I, and the NHL isn't is shutting down. or like. Um, so I think we're all frustrated, but it's also – I mean, it's been how many guys? Like 500 guys over the last... I mean, if we're being honest, the Patriots have gotten lucky compared to the rest of the league. Very. And they still haven't had like their head coach or their play caller on either side of the ball. And I know mm-hmm. Bill was asked this week because because of that, Bill was asked and obviously didn't answer. I do think the answer did we really Did we really expect him to say, yep, uh, Matt Patricia was going to come down from the booth and assume my job and to leave Josh and Steve in their current roles? I don't think so. But we, we do assume that's the easy answer, right? Uh, yeah, it would probably upset a lot of Patriots fans, and they would jump to Patricia's going to replace Bill, blah, blah, blah. But, right. it would but be- we saw it. Remember, we watched practices where he was, like, running practices. Yep. Like, he was with Bill, and he was the voice sort of telling both sides of the ball what to do. And I would argue that it it's kind of obvious. You have a former head coach who does no not- one's really sure what he does, but he's in the booth. Like, he's the obvious answer. Don't make one of the coordinate. A, you don't even have a coordinator on defense, and B right. – offensively don't make him do stuff beyond his job of making sure Mac is good to go. Yep. But okay. So hopefully, you have, uh, hopefully that doesn't come to fruition. No, but Bill's also been dealing with a hoarse voice and, and a little under the weather. We've talked about it. He gets sick this time of year a lot. So I guess it's not out of the norm, but yep. um, do you have 27, seven, I have 28, 10. We both have the Patriots cruising and that, do they clinch the playoffs? Uh, if the dolphins lose or the Raiders lose, Okay, which Dolphins could lose to the Titans. Titans They're a sure. real game in, in a yeah. month and a half. So, okay, so we'll, uh, we'll talk to you next week. All right, have a good one. Talk to you later. Peace out. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. 
I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.